Hello, I'm Hannah Jenna. And I'm Rachel Johnson, and welcome to Before and After, a body image podcast. We are here to discuss our ideas, perceptions, and beliefs about how we look and how we see others. We'll be looking at research and trends in the world of fitness and nutrition, as well as looking at our own biases related to body image and busting some persistent myths that abound in advertising and on social media. We hope to reach and captivate audiences of all ages and gender. So please help us out by subscribing and sharing. And if you like what you hear, we would very much appreciate you leaving us a review. Happy listening. What's up, everybody? Episode five. Nailed the number. Or at least I think. Because <laughs> We're not sure. Already but... <laughs> I'm lost. But hey, uh, this week we are, or this episode, we are talking about myth-busting getting bulky yes and a favorite topic yeah and we're kind of totally freestyling because for the first time actually episode one i didn't need notes on my own life but <laughs> sometimes we do need notes on our own life ever since we actually have had topics of conversation i've had notes in front of me i feel like the last two episodes i have like started with so according to google right. in 1950 blah 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 so there's none of that basically you're tired of doing research yeah right? like so th- this time i did two weeks of research and then i got over it um <laughs> freestyling and no pinot noir to help with the freestyle true we're back on coffee and water don't even this have afternoon. coffee just water and and protein cookies, which are not nice. Don't eat them. Um, so <laughs> before we get into bulky, uh, I wanted to, well, given that this is all about body image, I wanted to tell you about my dream Ooh. that actually woke me up last night. And it's so ridiculous. I dreamt that I went to the gym on a Saturday morning. So I was just like hanging out before I started my workout. Like you were there and some other people were there. And I was wearing like shorts because we're lucky enough to be in California where the sun is shining. And I stood up to like go pick up my barbell for the first time and I looked down and suddenly I had like old lady legs. Like, oh, I thought you were going to say you had a thigh gap. Like no. Your, oh, your no, childhood no. dream no. of the thigh I gap. I had like, <laughs> I don't know, seven year old, 70 year old lady legs, like the knee lift that we talked about a couple of episodes ago, that was required. Oh. It was like totally saggy yeah, legs. Like creppy skin. Oh yeah, like totally. Skin. Lots of knee wrinkles and like really out of shape not that 70 year olds are all out of shape i was not gonna at say all. i've seen some great in but shape 70 year olds these legs sure. that came to me in my ge- my dream were definitely not in shape legs oh and i was like so horrified i like melted into the floor and then was just like <laughs> gathering the, the equipment around me to cover up my legs so that nobody would see and it woke me up and i was like oh my gosh that actually woke you up yeah it woke me up and i needed to peace so I, I got out of bed and i was very scared to look down in case it was actually true, which got me thinking in terms of body image, like at some point, assuming I make it that far, I will have 70 year old legs. Very true. And I was like, I really hope that even though like aging is inevitable, we can't, I mean, you can do things to like help yourself out. You could get a knee lift. Could get a knee lift. But (laughs) like, I was thinking about at what point I'm still just about holding on to like, don't look too old yet. But at some point in the not too near future, like aging is going to happen and my knees will get saggier and things won't be as tight and I'll gain a little bit of weight. It's like, do you just wake up one day and realize it's all happened and then like have a midlife crisis or are you just like, it's a, I mean, I guess I'm hoping that it happens slow enough that I'm just like, oh, 
Okay, cool. Yeah, you know, I'm sure it's, in some ways, it's similar to like progress photos. If you're seeing yourself every day as it's happening, it may not look as dramatic until you put like a side-by-side -side picture of your knees, let's say, <laughs> like 10 years apart. Um, yeah, yeah but that's I mean, an interesting one though. What I, would have been a much cooler dream rather than like try and melt into the floor is if I had just been like, oh, cool, got some old legs and then actually dreamt my way through my well, workout. Exactly, to see if I that's, could what I, that's where I thought it was going. I was like, ooh, did you try what you no. could still do with those legs? <laughs> um, because also I do feel like the fact that you, I'm, I'm gonna interpret some dreams here. The fact that you woke up and had to pee like, I'm not going to lie, the melting into the floor while about to lift is totally like a like a piddle anxiety dream for you. Oh. Because of all the heavy lifts that make you pee your pants in the gym. I don't know the old lady legs. Like, I don't know how to explain that. But the fact that it woke you up and then you went pee. Maybe it's like, a sign that I it. need a rest day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> could be. Could be. Or just some, like, um, adult diapers. Oh, that. Right? I mean, either way. Old anyway. <laughs> There we go. That's what happens when you freestyle. You learn about my weird dreams. So bulking, bulking, yeah, bulking. I mean, I this kind of came. Could use bulk, probably. Yeah, this kind of like popped into my head the other day because I was in the gym and one of the coaches was in there training a personal client. So it wasn't like they weren't doing CrossFit per se. They were just doing some like they're still pretty early on in there like fitness yeah. journey so they're they're just being General introduced to like yeah lifting a little bit nothing no olympic lifting just some you know basic power lifts and like a lot of dumbbell work and i overheard the client say hey so exciting news i put myself on an 800 calorie a day diet and i feel like we should back off the weights because i'm getting bulky oh gosh and i literally stopped in my tracks and my jaw dropped and i was like what? Because what I've seen this person around a few times and over the, I guess she's been there for a few weeks okay. and all that I've seen is that she actually is looking much better, healthier. There's no sign of any kind of bulk anywhere. She's lost yeah. some weight, some lots, some, she lost some body fat, but she is so far from quote-unquote bulky I didn't even have words if I had wanted to wheel around and be like ah, what? <laughs> yeah that's a hard conversation not to jump into as like a nutrition coach I can imagine or just as a woman working out in a gym when I hear people say I'm always tempted to kind of be like let's chat but obviously if she had a coach there with her you weren't going to interrupt but that's that's fascinating because it wasn't like I'm worried I'm going to get bulky she actually was her perception was that she was already getting bulky. And that there was this concept that you could bulk by using light weights and eating 800 calories a day. What was Which, her coaches, the coach that was there, did they respond? Uh, I mean, yes, a little bit, but not in a kind of, I mean, they were there for like physical training, not for like a nutrition session. She, wow. the coach was sort of like, hey, you know, you need to make sure that you're eating enough and 800 calories doesn't really sound like it. Okay. I mean, I um, guess you're right. That is the, the response from a fitness trainer is at yeah, least you got to eat enough to sustain the work that you're doing. But it's just kind of blowed my blows my mind that anybody thinks that it is possible to bulk in a massive caloric deficit 
and lifting pretty light weights. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is that myth. I mean, the the whole women getting bulky. I've definitely, it's one of the first memories I have of 2013. So the year I started doing CrossFit, started lifting weights. I'm sure it was very early on the first time I heard this idea. Um, I can't, I don't think I actually thought about it too much myself because I was always, well, Big boned, right? Big boned. <laughs> I've always been a little Dang bit on the larger side anyway. So I don't think I ever thought I was going to, yeah, bulk, I guess. It wasn't a fear of mine. But it is a pretty persistent idea that's out there. I mean, I just, I had these visions of like strong men and like people who are into like the bigger end of bodybuilding, yeah. just laughing their ass off. Right. Like we've all seen like <laughs> documentaries or whatever where people who are actually trying to be big humans. Oh yeah. The amount they eat is insane. My favorite anecdote with that is, I I don't even know if it's true, but it probably is. It makes sense. Um, The Rock, right? Mm -hmm. Dwayne Johnson. So I think something, the amount of calories that he needs to eat to sustain his body mass is somewhere in the vicinity of like 10,000 or more. Like, I mean, it's a lot of calories. Professional eater. Yeah, he's a professional eater. And this is the funny part that I'm not sure is true, um, is that he like sets an alarm to get up in the middle of the night to eat a bunch of like chicken and rice. (laughs) So like it's not even, he can't even physically eat as much as he needs to eat throughout a normal day. He's got to like snack in the middle of sleeping. Like, That's, yeah. I mean like, so if you're not sure how it works, you have to be in a caloric surplus and specifically working strength training programs where you're really pushing hard yeah to gain mass yeah that's a good point you're right we should probably start with like what are the basics of this so when you say you need to be eating at a caloric surplus like what does that look like for someone like you like what's maintenance and then what would surplus be so maintenance calories for me assuming i do like work out six days a week um, let's just say for an hour a day at a reasonable intensity, I average probably 10 to 11,000 steps a day. The rest of my day is sitting on my butt. Um, <laughs> so maintenance is about 2,100 calories. Okay. If I want to start putting on mass, then I, if it, I mean, you don't. You obviously don't want to suddenly eat tons and tons of extra food because the goal is right. that inevitably, inevitably, I can't speak today. You will <laughs> gain some extra body fat, but the goal is not to just gain masses of weight. So right, I would right. probably look at eating twenty four to twenty five hundred calories a day, and like massively increase an already decent protein intake, lots of carbs, and put myself on a specific strength program where I'm working towards hypertrophy and building muscle mass like just doing showing up and doing some cardio every now and again in a caloric surplus is not going to give me the results that cardio with a surplus probably just means you're building your fat mass not not your lean muscle mass for sure but yeah I mean I feel like I would be similar like I think my my maintenance is probably uh somewhere around 2300 right now so I think yeah if I were gonna bulk on purpose so if I wanted to build lean mass, I'd be looking at 2,500, 2,600 easy. And that's, so if you assume 300 extra calories a day, you could put on about a pound in like 
a week to 10 days, right? Like three, a pound yeah. is about, a pound I mean, of fat is depends. like 3,500 calories. Yeah, and it depends on, it's very, very individual dependent. Yeah. Um, but like, and how quickly you want to achieve your goals and what your program looks like and how much time you can spend actually lifting. For me, like that kind of mass building has to be done very carefully yeah. because of like my history. Because if I suddenly bumped it up 500 calories a day, I would probably enjoy all of the food I could eat. Right. But I would very quickly put myself in a place where I was very uncomfortable with what was happening, which yeah. would then just trigger being in a bad control spot. or something. And yeah, yeah. so for me, like it would have to be done very carefully. I know one of the coaches in the gym that we go to, he's done some like muscle building work and he found that if he ate any more than 250 extra calories a day, yeah. he just gained too much fat too quick. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, and that's why, I mean, at least in my experience with with nutrition coaches, you're right. They would never say we're adding 500 calories starting tomorrow. No. It would be like, hey, we'll add 100. We'll go to 150. Yeah. We'll go to 200. You want to introduce it slowly because um, you certainly don't want somebody to feel disgusting. Yeah. And it takes, I mean, I assume, I don't actually know how long this takes. Maybe you do, but it also takes time for your body to build muscle, right? I mean, you, yeah. you do a tough workout. You break down the muscle fibers. It needs, you know a day to multiple days to repair and that's how hypertrophy Depends happens. Depends on your hormonal um, chemical balance. Yeah, right? Like, like if so you have some extra muscle. testosterone, you got that extra tea. Oh, then, then you go. you're laughing. So that's why like guys can just a little quicker. pack yeah. it on quicker than, than yeah. females. And then some females naturally have higher testosterone levels. So that can help them get a little bit stronger, a little bit quicker. Um, and then it also depends on like your general body type. Whether yeah. you're like fast twitch or slow twitch dominant muscle fibers in your body. Because some people are never going to get big and bulky and super strong. Because they're just designed to be uh, lean racing yes, snakes. Yes. That's actually true. I did one of those. Well, I did like two DNA tests. 23andMe. And then I sent that information to DNA Fit. Which is of your people. It's a British company, I My think. Um, they, they connect with the 23andMe database and use your DNA more specifically related to fitness um, oh, health parameters. Where did you do that? It was a couple years ago now, but it was is weird. It expensive? Um, I think 23andMe I got as a gift, um, but I think the the health plus ancestry, I think it's like 99 bucks So I've bucks done 23andMe. And then DNA Fit, I think was only like 50 or 60 pounds. So it's le- oh, okay. Maybe yeah, I'll look so, into that. Come yeah, on, it, I mean, it was interesting because that, that was, you know, when, when Jeff and I did it, that, that was much more interesting to us because uh, that's where it talks about things like that, like how much... Uh, genetically, you're predisposed to having fast twitch or slow twitch, mm-hmm. and what kinds of sports, you know, stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it, it's it kind was of a good thing but... to do as well because if you're trying to achieve something, like if you're trying to bulk up, yeah, and like you're doing everything right but nothing is happening, it might be good to know could, that yeah, actually it it's give you just more information. it's not in your cards for that to really happen. Yeah. Whereas somebody might be big giant bulky strong person and they want to run a really fast marathon and that also might be like yeah it's probably not gonna happen not that you can't run a marathon but you might not be getting some kind of world record time because you're just built the wrong way even without dna testing i've always been pretty confident that i am not a marathon runner not really (laughs) much much to the chagrin of like my entire family all my immediate family they've all run 
at least one marathon and most of them multiple. I feel like if I had that piece of paper that said, you are never right? going to be a marathon, yeah. I would run run around just like, hey, everyone, look, yep. I never have to do it. I did it once, but <laughs> I confirmed to myself the hard way that it's not yeah. my jam. But anyway, so basics of bulking, you got to eat and yeah. you got to train very specifically. Yeah. If you just sit your ass on the couch and you eat in a caloric surplus and you think about building muscle, that's also not, you will bulk, but in the wrong kind of way. Right. I, yeah. And then generally, <laughs> once you've gone through a bulking period, you would then cut for a little while to get rid of the excess fat. So then you have the desired muscular physique. So it's a process. Okay. And yeah. it certainly takes a good amount of time. Like people, you know, early on and like if someone starts the gym you have oh, I put on lots of muscle mass and actually when you do your homework muscle mass gain is slow yeah like it is slow especially once you get to like a trained physique adding more it's just it's a really, process you have to be very intentional and you have to be, right? intentional yeah. you yeah. have to be patient and this notion of oh, I gained five pounds of muscle mass last week it's like what we want <laughs> Yeah. And so when you hear people say, I'm like on a diet, like I've, I've cut my calories yeah. and I'm, but I'm worried that I'm bulking. It's like, what you taking? Like if yeah. what your protein powder, what's in that? Cause, uh, can I have some? Well, of it? yeah. I mean, I, my, my little brother who has gotten very much into weightlifting, he, 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 he bought this like comically large. And I think I've actually seen this in, in your place at some point as well. Y'all bought one, like the really huge, like mass gainer powder. That's kind of just like, I think it's, is it glucose or dextrose? Dextrose, dextrose, right? Yeah. So like he, my little brother, he was doing like all these different shakes with all these like mass gainer things. And I remember at some point talking to him about it. And I think, I can't remember if it was the dextrose, you can correct me here. It's like similar to creatine, which actually sometimes it, it bolsters the amount of water and things, right? In your muscle fibers. So, so you kind of, it, it's a bulking agent, but, yeah, but I mean, not it's like, necessarily it'll be stored as like glycogen. Yeah. And okay. when you store carbs in your body, you're storing water. So then you're all like pumped up. Got ready it. Ready to go. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I had to flex. Real. I flexed them. <laughs> oh, in the moment. Um, so yeah, like bulking is a very purposeful thing. And I think when I first started experimenting, like obviously we discussed the VHS tape of the thigh gap thing. Oh, yeah. But later on in life, when I was like a fully formed adult, I was like, okay, I hadn't found CrossFit. I knew I liked the idea of exercising, just going to a gym and working on machines seemed kind of boring. And I had started to travel a bunch with sailing. So I was like, what, is there something that I can like watch and just follow along? And I was in London with my sister and she was like, oh, I've, I'm doing this new exercise program. I've got like, we've, we've gone to DVDs now. We've Ooh, gone DVDs. far enough yes. down the timeline yes. to get to DVDs. Fancy. <laughs> She's like, I've got this new um, exercise DVD. It's like really hard. Do you want to do it with me? And I was like, oh, cool. Okay. And it was Tracy Anderson, who, Ooh. if you have never heard of her, she's like a trainer to the stars. She was Madonna's coach Gwyneth for a Paltrow. while. Paltrow. Yep. Yep. Um, has made gazillions out of her exercise programs so one might yes. say she's doing something right or uh i might not but anyway that's a whole nother topic but <laughs> Tracy's she's a dancer right or was it yeah dancer? i think so her yeah. theory is like i so i did the program and it's a lot of weird 
arm flappy exercises like you do this thing where i'm trying to, i'm trying not to actually like I physically do it because no one can Hannah's see it. forgetting we're a podcast but so it she's feels gonna like act out things so imagine me. her flapping her arms so like if you put your arms out to your side <laughs> and you face your palms up to the ceiling to start and then like you move your arms like forwards and backwards but then as you move them you take your palms from facing the ceiling to the floor we're now both doing yeah, it. Yeah, we're both trying so you, this. So you do okay. things like that. And then there was one where you lift it up so you don't get like, what well, in England we call them bingo wings. Oh, the you tricep know. flap. Yeah, the, you know, the, the arm yes, flaps. the arm so, flap. Um, yeah. So it was all that kind of stuff, right? And then, oh, there was also one where your arms are out to the side and your palms are facing the ceiling. And then you like just flip your hands up to... <laughs> I'm not sure what that one does. (laughs) I wish the audience could see you right now. Um, Because, yeah, what does that strengthen? I know. I'm I'm getting maybe it's like a lot of muscle in your wrist. Strengthening. I don't know. It's not even like doing anything much with my tricep yeah, to stop the wings. The tricep is not moving. I'm pleased but... to report that I'm not flapping right now. So Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so you, I can't even remember, I guess an hour, whatever. We did these weird arm flappy things and all the rest of it. And But in the beginning, when she was kind of laying out what you need, you need a yoga mat and some mm-hmm. stuff. And then like, I think it was two pound dumbbells. Okay. Which teeny tiny little dumbbells. And she was like, the most you ever want to use is three pounds because if you use dumbbells or weights bigger than three pounds as a female you're going to bulk wow and i was like and i didn't know anything about any of this so she equated bulking building muscle had only had to do with the size of the weights in your hand yeah and it was Hmm. kind of laughable because at the time madonna was her client and was like madonna was like too lean but she had like Big old biceps on her. And I remember... Yeah, how long ago was this? Was this like, yeah, Madonna Uh, when she like totally like... Early 2000s. Because Madonna, she's gone through phases where she's like ripped. With like pretty sizable muscles. Yeah, she looked muscular. and like, But she was super lean, so like the veins were showing. And I remember one picture of her in one of those like celebrity magazines where she was torn to pieces because she had man arms. She She had man arms. But I was like... Oh, I kind of like her arms though. They look really strong. But so it's kind of funny that her celebrity trainer was somebody who was kind of declaring that building muscle was essentially a bad thing for a female to do. Right. And at the time, like on this video, she was like, I mean, she's clearly, Tracy Anderson is clearly a, a tiny human on a good day. Yes. But she was also looking a little bit like she could do with eating a meal. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway i did this weird ass workout and then like left i was like huh damn really you bulk oh my goodness and my sister had bought into it and was like i don't i don't want to bulk i like i don't i don't want to look like a man and i was like it seems kind of strange but oh. but this is even now like 20 years later let's call it 20 21 years later i walk into the gym hear that client that i was talking about yeah. Kind of buying into that same philosophy that if you look at a weight that's kind of heavy, you're suddenly going to bulk. So what really does bulking mean? And why is it such a bad thing? Because, and I'm going to let you talk in a second. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking through these questions. I'm like, because I have as a questions. female in particular, like we just said, it's hard to get bulky, whatever yeah. bulky means. But as we get older and we are at threat of like osteoporosis and like loss of bone density, if you are actually 
moving weight, during resistance training, specific strength training, you significantly reduce your risk of osteoporosis. Because when you build yeah. muscle mass, you're also strengthening your bones at the same time, which yeah. can only be a good thing. There's good research out, out there. I would now much on that. rather be considered bulky because I have good solid muscle mass and strong bones than in like 15, 20 years' time, I start crumbling. Yeah. Because I was too scared to pick up a weight in case I got quote unquote bulky. So what, okay, because I'm, I'm fairly strong, right? Like I am, I'm very strong. Yeah. For, for my body weight, I've got pretty good metrics for lifts, things like that. If I all of a sudden cut my calories to, I mean, 800 sounds horrible, but let's say I do that, right? Um, I could still go into the gym in the coming weeks and back squat 200 pounds, deadlift more than 200 pounds, right? Like I could still go in. I I would have that strength in my body still, even if I was underfeeding myself. But if I kept that up, like what what would happen? At 800 calories, at what point would I actually... Very, I would say pretty quickly, you just, you wouldn't, your body wouldn't let you back squat 200 pounds It just wouldn't, I mean, right? I imagine I'd feel awful trying. In the in the first few days, sure, yeah, you could. A bit like we, we talked about in a past episode where you uh, worked out in a fasted state and yeah, you could do right, it, right. but it wasn't until you then worked out fueled yeah. that you realized how much better yeah. you were. Okay, so, so you feel shitty. Yeah, you're, you'd feel shitty for probably a week or two. And then that kind of like, your body is very very well programmed to protect itself and to survive so if you're running on damn nearly empty which you would be you would probably be too hangry to leave the house (laughs) but that would let's say you made it true i would be hangry your body just straight up wouldn't let you do it because it's such a massive energy demand to like squat heavy deadlift heavy yeah and there's not actually any need to do it like if it was a life and death situation and something happened and you had to move a 200 pound boulder out of the way to save right. someone's life yes. of course of could. course yes we, but that's why we get strong we all want to be ready when that that occurs straight up out of choice <laughs> it would just start to to not happen like yeah. we all know like on days when we're not you know even when you are well fueled if you're stressed out or haven't slept and yeah, you go to the gym and you have designs good. on lifting a certain weight and you you get close but then you're like no nah, i don't have it yeah it would just be that but it would be like your numbers would get less and less and less and then you know, your metabolism would start to slow right down. And then well, your suspect- body would begin the process of going, heck, we're really not getting fed much. So what can I get rid of? Yes. Muscle is very metabolic. That's active. what I was thinking would happen. So, it would start eating muscle first. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you, your body doesn't want to hold on to stuff that's, that requires energy. So it's obviously not going to lose all of your muscle mass or you won't be able to stand up. But anything... Right over and above what is absolutely essential would start to get eaten away. And then you would keep as much fat mass as you could. You'd obviously be losing some, but it would uh, place muscle loss over and above fat loss. So, so for, and I mean this, yeah, this person at the gym, I don't know who we're talking about or sort of what, what this person looks like, but for her, someone who does not already have that base of strength and muscle mass, eating 800 calories a day while working out with 
light to moderate dumbbells, her body just w- won't build anything new, Absolutely right? not. Yeah. Absolutely not at all. And I think what she was getting confused with is that, and I don't honestly believe she was actually, like most people who say I'm eating 800 calories a day or I'm eating 1200 calories a day right. aren't actually doing that because <laughs> unless you are in a meal so like i can I, unless you are tracking really 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 well and you're very practiced at tracking and you take your food scale yeah. with you absolutely everywhere yeah. the likelihood is that you are eating more right by sometimes hundreds of calories so what i saw happening is that she actually had just lost a little bit of body fat because she'd gone from not really much exercise to a good bit more exercise so you could start to see like very faint like bits of definition of a muscle not right. like oh look at your guns but like rather it was just say let's take an arm it was just like you know it had enough body fat where there was no kind of yeah you don't see any shape of, of, of muscle shape underneath muscle. yeah so like a very slight hint of oh there might be a muscle under there somewhere hmm. um and then like her muscles just felt more dense she could see them so and to her that was like panic because suddenly she was gonna erupt out of her clothes one day <laughs> like some kind of comic book cartoon character and i was just like wow that's but that's so often thought it's like yeah i mean i know many people females and some guys who won't go anywhere near a barbell or anything other than like a, a dumbbell that would blow in a, blow away in a light breeze because they're terrified that they're going to pick it up once and suddenly go yeah. and like expand. Well, and I mean, the funny thing is too, like there's, there's a couple weird things about that. If you, if you look at, um, like you and I, for instance, obviously people listening to us right now can't see our bodies, but, um, if y'all could see so Hannah bulky. and I next to each other, um, we have, we have actually fairly comparable strength in a lot of movements, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but my legs, like my quads and my hamstrings, are definitely much bigger than yours. Like they have more volume, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that's the thing too about the bulking factor is that muscle size doesn't necessarily equate to strength. So no. someone who's very much smaller naturally can build up a density of muscle fibers that allows them to be as strong as someone who just has, you know, less dense muscle fibers, therefore bigger muscles to lift the same amount, right? Like mm-hmm. we always joke about how much mass I can put in like onto my legs. Whereas even when you're bulking or eating a lot, like your legs don't grow as much as you'd like them to sometimes. Or as <laughs> I feel like they are. I look down and I'm like, oh. That's the other part of your dream. Maybe that's the anxiety of like your your seventy year old legs. They're just never gonna get bigger. Only, but um, but yeah. So I mean, that's you know that's something too that um, you can get really strong. Which means the only way to get really strong is to lift with progressive overload. So meaning you're increasing your weights regularly um, and still not get bulky. Right? You Mm -hmm. could get stronger without getting bulky at all. The other irony about this this woman's you know concern about what she's looking like is that she's kind of achieving what is one of my I don't know favorite is the right word one of the weirdest myths to me is the whole toning like toning. I don't I don't want to I don't want to bulk I just want to tone 
right? And and yeah. toning is one of these weird things that I think it was also a, a term that came out of like, I don't know, the 80s or the 90s or something. I'm sure it sounds like Tracy Anderson's thing of like, don't lift heavy weights because you just want to tone. Just want to tone. And to me... I know so many people that still say that. Yeah, thing. well, I, yeah, I know. I'm actually a little nervous. Like, people listening so to like, this right now that, will be like, I want to just tone. What Wait is a the minute, crossover point this? between like, <gasps> yeah. I was just toning and now I'm bulking. I know, now I'm bulking. <laughs> and so, right? But I mean, to, in my mind, when people say I want to tone, I think what they actually want is to have happen what happen, has happened to this woman. You start to lose a bit of body fat mm-hmm. and then the shape of your muscles, because... We all have muscles that have natural shapes. It's part of our biology. If you don't have them, you're probably in trouble. Yeah. That if you lose enough body fat while maintaining those muscles, you'll start to see definition more, right? And it's also kind of funny that, like, if this concept of toning is that you just lose just enough body fat so you can just see it. But everybody yeah. everybody I know who talks about toning <laughs> is also always pursuing some kind of diet to lose body fat. Yes. But yes. it's like, but you actually don't want to lose too much of your body fat because otherwise the muscles might actually stick out. Right. And the sticking out part is, I guess, when you reach that tipping point where it becomes bulk, being bulky rather than just toned. But what I find fascinating with all this is like, there's still obviously a very strong feeling about what females should yeah. look like. It all comes down to that. That's true. <laughs> and clearly it's still kind of thought of like I've been told by members of my own family oh you can take these things too far in reference to my own physique and I am quite an upside down built female because typically females are not as strong in their upper body and have stronger legs yes I'm very much the reverse of that I have like a V-shaped back, which was affectionately called an aircraft carrier back, which I've mentioned before and I'm proud of it. You have one hell of a bench press. So I have, I'm (laughs) proud of my bench press. It is significantly heavier than I weigh, Um, but my legs are not as big. And I definitely have been places like on the very rare occasion, like dress up and put on a dress or something. (laughs) Especially if I'm at like the leaner end of Mm -hmm. my range of body weight, like I have gone to restaurants or gone to events and my arms have been out or whatever or my back has been on display and I've had people double take and not always like a flattering sort of a yeah yeah nice work yeah more like a and every time I see it happen I just broaden my shoulders out a little bit more and flex a little bit because I'm proud of it but like I it just really bothers me that it's still that being, I'm not even a, what one might call a bulky person. I mean, I'm sure some people might refer to me as bulky. Maybe less like heavily toned. Heavily toned. Oh God, now you're introducing another word for to confuse people. I don't know what heavily toned means. I don't know. How would you describe me? Um, no, I don't. From the waist I mean, up, from the waist, waist down, well, I'm distinctly average. I mean, I mean, you know, I, I. You say you have chicken legs. I don't actually think you have chicken legs. You you do have muscles on your legs. But um, I think, I mean, I, I would say, I guess, if I were trying to describe you to someone using confusing but, but universally recognized language, like you are someone who is toned, like your muscles are defined, right? I, I feel like that's actually the word we probably use more in the gym is like defined. definition, yeah. right? Getting muscle, muscular yeah. definition, which means, yeah, you're you're lean enough where your 
storage of fat doesn't like obscure your deltoids going into your triceps and your biceps, right? So like you have a defined upper body. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hannah also has lots of opinions about her own bum, but um, (laughs) also she's hard on herself about that. But um, so yeah, like I would say you have a very defined physique, which I think when you say that, defined physique, that that is more meaningful to me because that means someone who is intentionally... um, focusing on muscle development so you're you're clearly someone who lifts weights and or does gymnastics body weight stuff you know there's all kinds of ways to look at you know physique um whenever like you're you. not massive like no. you're you are pr- very proportionate to your height and certainly to your like um i mean the kind of you're not as big boned as me. So like your frame, <laughs> the weight that you are looks proportionate and natural. And I think that's that's also something people talk about a lot, right? Is like, do you carry your weight appropriately for your frame or like, you know. So every time I look at you, I was like, she could push a sled. Yeah. Because <laughs> big bone strong people can push Just because you've got like such powerful looking legs. <laughs> Funny, yeah. like what we covered. I'll take your legs. We'll take your hair, and I bet you if we had all of our dream legs and arms and backs and all the rest of it, we'd still be like, wait, but I want that instead. So, yeah. And even with my, I mean, I, I do, I like that I have strong legs. I still have opinions about maybe how they change. I have like leg envy, like um, one of my favorite competitive CrossFit athletes is Kara Saunders, and uh, her... Her legs are just phenomenal. Oh, yeah. She's also a few inches shorter than I am, I think. So like they're even like more solid on her like very like petite frame. But um, yeah, but I mean that's because so. I think, as we've said previously, we are we appreciate our own bodies and other bodies for what they can do. Yeah. Over and above what they look like. So yeah. when you look at like Cara Saunders, you're like, damn, yeah. those legs can move some weight. And that's because we are in. We have experience with the same sport that she does. Like, I know from following her online, she gets a lot of hate for what she looks like, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Isn't I'm that sure so all, crazy? you know, there's a lot of people out there who tell her, like, yeah, wow, you look like a man. Wow, you, you know, that doesn't look good or look appealing. Um, so question but, to you. Have you ever looked, and we'll stick to females, because we are them. Have you ever looked at another female either in person, online, whatever, and thought, yikes, that's that's a lot of bulk. Oh, yeah, like yikes too bulky? Yeah. Um, ooh, yeah. I feel like I have, um, and I'm trying to think of specific instances. So I would say pre-2013, I definitely have memories of looking at like, um, I guess it would be like bodybuilders, mm-hmm. people who do those competitions where you wear the like itty bitty bikinis and like, like fake tan really hard and, um, walk on stage, like that kind of thing. And absolutely. I remember thinking like, whoa, like that's, I mean, I probably would have used language like that's gross. Right. Mm-hmm. But I want to distinguish pre 2013. Cause I think when I refound athleticism, and CrossFit and lifting weights and things like that. I feel like now when I see women who are big, I immediately think 
wow, I understand how much work went into that. Interesting. Right? Like, because now I would look at that and think, even if it's not my aesthetic, like I don't, I, I might not want to look that way myself. I try to recognize the work that, yeah, goes into that. Whereas there's, you know, it's kind of weird though, because there's also CrossFit athletes I look at where I'm like, like they're a lot bigger than I am and I would happily look like them. But usually that's also me wanting to grow like four, four more inches, three or four more inches. <laughs> like, right? Like my, my sort of like CrossFit, like goddess list, um, like Cara Saunders is shorter than me, but then there's people like, um, like Kelsey Keel. She's definitely no, she taller good. than me, but she like she's phenomenal, and, and she's she's big. Like there was this big, uh, I don't know, it was controversy, uh, but I think it's been said about her and Danny Spiegel as well. Like some CrossFit Games commentary that was like talking about. I think it was maybe Danny Spiegel. They're like they, the commentators would make comments like, "She's the biggest athlete out there." She's the bulkiest of, of the CrossFit athletes, you know, and, and, and they got a lot of criticism for it by like mm-hmm. kind of body shaming, even like the larger elite CrossFit bodies. But, but they would did never they say that, that about the men. Guys. No, no, of course not. Never. I mean, the, at most you'll get like, ooh, Fikowski, the tallest CrossFit. Yeah, because like, like, I've heard they'll comment on tall because, guys. yes, like tall can actually work at a disadvantage for you with a lot of CrossFit movements, but... Um, no, the, of course not. And that's also why the criticism I feel like is appropriate in some senses. It's like, it's only women, even at the elite level that get criticized for being, um, I mean, on some level it's, it's like less defined, right? Mm-hmm. Because no one's going to argue that Danny, I mean, Danny Spiegel is, is phenomenal, right? Her strength, you talk about pushing a sled or something, right? Um, but she does not have abs as defined as say like Carrie Pierce. So I think that's the thing too. Is it's 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 weird that Maybe commentators she needs to stop legs. would even comment. On, well, I think she is. There's like pow, there's power abs, power glutes, and I think I heard something on Instagram. Well, no. There's power arms coming up or something. But I mean, Danny Spiegel should be power legs. Oh my god, Danny she should, Spiegel. She should call Carrie Pierce and, and be like, no, yeah. no, that's yeah. I got this. One. I mean, um, yeah, Danny Spiegel could probably like twirl Carrie Pierce on her legs upside down like a like a circus ball act, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, team team power legs would be like Cara Saunders, Danny Spiegel. And I think that looks phenomenal. So I look at that and think, I would would like my body to look at that. Um, but I wonder, yeah, quickly, so I mean, I don't know. There are two. There's such a thing that's too bulky. Do you think, I mean, have you seen people that I mean, are I was like, gonna whoa, say, that's too much? Or? The only time, like, now, I mean, certainly it, way back when, when I valued skinny. Right. Anybody who looked even vaguely athletic, I was kind of intrigued. But at yeah. the same time, I was kind of like, oh, no, Skinny's better, right? Skinny's more successful. And interesting enough, I just watched a documentary the other day about young teenagers who have body dysmorphia. Yeah. And they all equated Skinny with successful. With successful? Yeah. Okay. And which is pretty much what I did when I was younger. Like, Skinny meant successful, even though, like, secretly, I dreamed of having an athletic physique. But it was, like, this kind of dirty little secret because Skinny... Hmm was what we were going for in the day. But I think probably if I looked at some of, say, the CrossFit athletes that I admire now, yeah, 20 years ago, I probably would have been like, oh! Yeah, but then yeah. there wasn't, 
like, I mean, CrossFit first really started, what, 2009? That was the first games, Seven? 2009 Yeah, then? I think nine was the first games. Maybe, so but... when you look at footage yeah. back then of the females competing, yeah. they didn't look anything like they look now. Yeah. Well, you could look at any Thor's daughter, right? Yeah. She was there at the very beginning, the first games. You look at her then and her in her most recent games appearance. Um, yeah. And her, her body has changed a ton. So I think... The only times I've ever really looked at, at a female physique and kind of caught my breath a little bit mm-hmm. is the extreme end of bodybuilding. Yeah. Because yeah. I watched a documentary on that too. I love yeah. You read, I watch documentaries to get my information. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. As long as it's a good documentary, that is and totally good. And <laughs> it followed like these bodybuilders yeah. and like how tough it is to make a career out of it and like yeah. their training. And I agree with you to like, you know, to get that kind of muscle mass is an insane amount of work yeah. and dedication. But when it tips over into like juicing, taking steroids, yeah, yeah. messing around with your hormones to yeah. take yourself to a place which you really couldn't do naturally. Right. And then you start to like kind of outgrow yourself yeah. and you start messing with your facial features and you know then you hear them talk and your your voice is changing because you have the wrong kind of hormone cocktail swimming around that's when i'm like this now just makes me uncomfortable because that that's no longer what i would deem to be healthy yeah well i think that's exactly it right it's like you're looking at it not as like oh that's gross or oh that's weird or something you're looking at it now with oh that doesn't look healthy or healthful or however you want to say it um and like the i I saw another one where there was um it featured guy bodybuilders male bodybuilders and this one guy who had had the record for the largest biceps in the world and they would just they they was terrifying i mean like i don't even know how much his one of his arms probably weighed what my entire body weighs and yeah. He had ruptured his biceps like multiple times because yeah. he was on so much steroids and like was just lifting insane weights that his body was like exploding on him basically. Yeah. And then at some yeah. point when you get old and you can't maintain that training, something has to happen to all of that muscle mass. Yeah. And then you get into that Didn't, bingo I mean, wing I, scenario. I don't know if actually there's like a documentary, but I feel like I've seen something at some point about like Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? Mm-hmm. Like when he stopped doing the Mr. Universe competitions and sort of downsized to a, I don't know, a, a more normal body size or something, um, right? I mean, yeah, you, you you don't see a lot of the like before and after on that end of things. Like what does what your body go through to come fact. down from that? Like where, yeah, because I mean, obviously that, I think that's what it is about bodybuilders, competitive bodybuilders like that where it's like okay you're clearly like overdeveloping one thing probably at the detriment to other things i mean like in any sport you're going to develop strength and muscular structure yeah where it's needed most like i entirely attribute being a top heavy in terms of strength to 15 years of professional sailing it's sport specific because i didn't need much in the way of legs it was all like upper body stuff and my legs probably will never catch up because I don't know if I'll be able to train hard for 15 more years. And and yeah, it's like me with with being a volleyball player and transitioning into not an all-around player, but actually a defensive specialist where I basically spent all my volleyball career holding 
a squat, deep squat. a deep squat, right? Like waiting to so receive a ball. So if you ever like don't my... squat to death, then I'm judging you. There is no excuse. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. You were out of town when I tried to PR my back squat, uh, recently. And, um, there was doubt that I got below parallel on what would have been a new PR for me. So we tried it again and took a video and I did not, it was so weird to like, what I felt was parallel was not parallel and I needed a video. <laughs> so with, uh, 230 pounds on my back, I, I have, I'm, I'm scared to, to go too deep, but yes, all those years of developing my legs. I think that's why I've just then always naturally been bottom, bottom heavy. I don't know, but stronger in my lower body. So I've had to focus more on upper body, but yeah, I think like it's really only like the extreme ends of bodybuilding. Honestly, like I guess some of that is because I don't really understand that sport that well just building as much mass as you possibly can because at some point it's like it's kind of like a boob job right you can have like a nice size boob job and it could be great you could look awesome but then when people go for like gigantic enormous oversized fake boobs it starts to limit what you can do like some of those people on 100% hotter are our favorite (laughs) uh one of our favorite british reality shows Um. (laughs) so like when you see these people that have built so much muscle mass it's actually kind of like stops you from being able to do certain things particularly easily because you're just too big and then do those people like just go to a day job I what don't is, think what so. is what is a what does a bodybuilder look like in like a suit or a dress for work? Like, I mean, it's custom made, right? I guess. I guess yeah, because you're right. I think that's the thing too about, um, well, I mean, this comes up I think as a recurring theme a lot for us is like when your focus is on what your body can do rather than what it looks like, you're always staying in the realm of being functional, right? Mm-hmm. So whether it's sports specific. You're, you know, you're building your body. That's, I mean, CrossFit is, is designed to be constantly varied and functional. So, um, it's always focused on, you know, becoming stronger so that you can do presumably everyday things better. Um, like I did, a, I remember I really, I, I used to do, uh, oh, well you did this with me one year, the women and girls in sports day at girls Inc here in Santa Barbara. Mm-hmm. So, um, such a great day where we would go, I've done it a number of years for them, have girls kindergarten through grade five, I think we have different groups at different times, but, um, come in and just do functional fitness type stuff with them. And I remember a couple things really distinctly. One was, uh, one of the girls telling me that I had muscles like her brother. So right, like real (laughs) recognizing that early on girls uh see muscles as being for boys right Mm -hmm. like that was something that really stuck out to me um and then also another year i did one that was focused on teaching teaching the girls about how i train to do mountaineering so like what kinds of things i do in the gym to to mimic climbing a mountain um, and I did this like funny kind of demonstration of like, even, even what it takes to like lift heavy suitcases and put them in the taxi to take you to the airport. Um, like lifting a heavy suitcase and putting it in the overhead bin on a plane is like a clean and jerk, like different, you know, mm-hmm. associating the kinds of moves we do in the gym with actual practical things I'd have to do. Um, so it was always, yeah, like always connecting things to 
safely doing other kinds of movements, not just the things in the gym. I think that's the difference with bodybuilders. They're doing sometimes very strange, overly specific things to develop that one muscle so that it looks a certain way, Mm -hmm. right? It has nothing to do with that muscle being able to do something outside of when you're on the stage flexing. And like the, what we actually see on the stage is the result of some very oh. unhealthy last minute practices to make oh, yeah. things stick out as much as possible and the veins a, pop out yeah. as much as possible. A friend and of mine did one of those and she showed me her little, like the six weeks prior to mm-hmm. the show diet. And it was like, it's brutal. You get like two ounces of oatmeal and like a piece of chicken. And then like every two hours you got like these very specific kind of meals. And then like the that... day before the show, they like dehydrated and like all sorts of terrible yeah. things and then just before you pound sugar because then oh, like that inflates your veins oh. so you're extra vascular and like there was oh i didn't i hadn't yeah, heard that years kind of ago part. i think it was in <laughs> scotland there was like a bodybuilding show and like obviously everybody had gone to their extremes to look how they need to look and one of the guys just passed the heck out and died as soon as oh, he walked off stage it's not a healthy practice that, but that, um no just like thinking about the whole notion of, you know, females being more scared of this idea of bulking and putting on muscle mass because there's still this notion of like what we should look like. But I think that females, certainly from my experience of coaching both males and females, is that females tend to put a lot more emphasis and value in what their bathroom scale is saying. And I know we've mentioned this in the past that like muscle mass is more dense than fat mass. So if you're like... You could be, you know, super lean and like have really great, strong, dense muscle mass. But because of that, when you stand on the scale, you're going to weigh a whole heck of a lot more than your friend who may be the same height, but does like ballet or like doesn't exercise and has more body fat. Or is an endurance runner or... And even if you're the same size like one probably has more definition and muscle muscle muscular definition one does not but if you're the same physical size the mere fact that the scale is like saying one person weighs 15 pounds more than the other one that overrides being able to look in the mirror and be like but it's not like i'm a giant human right (laughs) yeah i'm actually really excited so tomorrow i'm gonna do my second in-body scan after, I guess it's probably been six or maybe even seven weeks of me doing a, a, a relatively small caloric deficit. So the scale's been ticking down slowly in terms of my weekly average weight. Um, so I'm excited to see tomorrow what that equates to in terms of body fat or lean mass, like which one has been lost. So this right? is interesting because I actually need to do one either tomorrow or Monday. And my scale weight should be going up. You're right. Yeah. Because I am trying to like pack on some more mass for like probably another six to eight weeks. And then I will like go on a cut too and try yeah. and take the cream off the top. Like takes a little bit of body fat off. Yeah. Um, oh, so it sounds like we're going to be on we're opposite be... cycles yeah. because I'm guessing I haven't actually talked to my coach about this yet, but I'm assuming in another, you know, if I'm like eight weeks in, it's probably only another 
four weeks. Uh, you know, I, I don't think I'll cut for more than like 12 weeks or so total. Um, then I will go back up in calories too and then decide, do I want to do an intentional bulking phase? One day we'll like bulk um, at the same time and then we can go out for dinner. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but what's really funny, also connected to, and it mostly comes from females, connected to like how, what you should look like, what you do look like yeah. is like what you eat. Like last night, um, I had some friends over for dinner and I just decided I wanted to cook something super simple because I've had a really busy week. And I was like, I'm just going to cook fresh pasta, shrimp, veggies, and like marinara kind of sauce type of thing. And literally everybody was like, oh my God, I didn't think you ate pasta. And I was like, <laughs> what? I mean, and that's weird <laughs> because I know who you're talking about and, and they know, they know that lean, healthy, fit people eat shit tons of but carbs. Like, it's so, like, <laughs> it's so often the case but you're though. Right. Like, it's still the stereotype people, of like, wait, you eat people, pasta? Yeah. Like, I mean, people who I know, people yeah. who I don't know. Yeah. When I say like, even when I say like, yeah, I pretty much eat white rice for breakfast every day. And the yeah. look of just like abject horror and surprise and shock is like, it's <gasps> so you eat yeah. carbs. And, like, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, them. yeah, it, it's, it's amazing just how deeply ingrained that is to like our I mean, our cultural mindset. It's like everybody thinks that way. Um, I know we've, we have, I, I, I don't know who I'm referring to, but I know you and I have talked about this story before. Um, someone we did CrossFit with years ago worked in a restaurant and was serving like sweet potato fries. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the person at the table was just like, oh, I bet you never eat these. Cause she looked like a very strong CrossFitter kind of thing. And she was like, I eat sweet potato fries like all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. Like the whole idea of, of this, yeah, no carbs thing. I mean, man, life without rice and sweet potato fries and I had pasta sweet potato bad. tater like, tots today. Oh my gosh. And those are fantastic. <laughs> and the air yeah. fryer is so totally healthy. <laughs> yes. Right. The air fryer. But, um, yeah, I mean, it is, it's, it's, it's fascinating. Like I, yeah, it's weird to me that people still associate certain foods as bad. Um, and I mean, it's, I mean, that this is probably another subject entirely, but I was having a conversation with somebody about this the other day about like the whole good food, bad food thing. And like when you're trying to look a certain way, like that's, that must be a bad food yeah. if it's something like calorically dense or contains sugar or something. I'm like, they're really. You should always try and avoid the whole good food, bad food thing because it really depends on what you're trying to achieve. Like if you're recovering from an eating disorder and you refer to everything that has any kind of sugar in it or like you should be able to eat a damn cookie and not feel bad about it. So if you've labeled it as, oh, that's bad. Yeah. Then you're not getting better. If you are trying to bulk like me right now i'm never going to be able to increase my muscle mass and my general mass if i hide from pasta and rice and things like that like i need unless you want to eat crap unless you want to eat a bunch of oreos you could get all the calories you need from like you know crappy food but if you're desperately trying to cut as hard as you possibly can because you're trying to make weight for an olympic lifting meet or something then sure, you're probably not going to be dining out in pasta. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember when bananas got like vilified? Where like ban- yes. bananas were just like the worst thing you could eat. And I, like people were like, bananas create belly fat. 
And it was like I connecting love bananas to, to <laughs> weight stored around your belly. And I was like, how does this like catch on as a trend? Like if, if you have any basic knowledge of the way like food, digestion, fat storage, like all this kind of stuff. I'm just like, why bananas? It's Poor like bananas. When you're How many chocolate covered bananas do you eat? One a day. Yeah, right? Like poor I bananas. I eat my bananas, but I dip them in yeah, chocolate. She... <laughs> but I mean, it's hilarious. Like, like, when, but like, like I love that's those... the food that is, like is when causing all your problems. When you're doing your research on Google, like me, and like <laughs> ads pop up, and it's always like, lose belly fat oh, yeah. doing this one thing. Yeah, and I'm like, one do you thing. really think that if you like eat a piece of fermented pear at 12.05 a.m. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, that just belly fat is going to magically disappear. I mean, it's great marketing because, you know, I think that is also something that's caught on, I guess, in the, the common understanding of things, which is true, is that fat stored around our middles, like fat stored around our organs, is particularly bad in terms of like your disease risk right visceral fat around your that. organs yes visceral fat is bad um but and yeah generally i mean generally fat storage around the midsection it's probably there is a bit more visceral fat in there but it could also just be a little subcutaneous fat and not much of it and that's just where you store it yeah true true I mean, it's true. So I guess whatever it is about that has translated into this perception that people use fat. in marketing, yeah, to be like, let's target belly fat. Um, but it's weird, right? Like, I've never seen anything like that that's like, this one food will help you get rid of the fat um, above your knee <laughs> if you're worried about needing a knee lift that's, there, right? Like, that's like what I belly, needed in my dream last night. <laughs> I needed the knee tightening magic yes. potion. <laughs> I'm sure it's chocolate covered bananas. You might oh, be in luck. <laughs> I, I, I should start up upping my intake to two a day, one for each knee. I'll let you know how it works out in a few weeks. Um, and actually, that's interesting. We, we mentioned our in-body scans because then next episode we can report in and see if what we're doing to ourselves is actually working. Yeah, yeah. And I definitely, I mean, it is, I, I feel like I, I want to uh, say as well that, you know, I, I think... This, this journey that we're both on, kind of in different directions now, is, is a, I guess it's a combination of like achieving some goals around like what my body looks like, but also it's about health indicators and, you know, the point of doing in-body scans is because I care about more than just what the scale says or, or what the, the progress photos look like. Um, I mean, my journey for sure is about what I can do. Yeah, exactly, like, exactly. I'm trying to eat more and lift heavier and heavier because yeah. I want to improve certain lifts. Yeah, and, and that, that is working. Mass. You have PR'd a lot of lifts in the last mm -hmm. couple months, right? Yeah, and like so part of it is just like training and eating right, and part of it is just switching my mindset to having fun with it. Yeah. Because I don't get paid to work out. <laughs> I wish, if anyone wants to pay me, let me know. <laughs> I'll work out as hard as you like. <laughs> so to kind of like bring this all to a nice, like happy ending, bulking is not going to happen by thinking about or looking at or even periodically picking up a dumbbell that is larger than three pounds. No, no, 
that is, yeah, there's, there's no way you could bulk doing that. Um, especially not if you're eating 800 calories. Um, Yeah. If you are genuinely bulking and you are genuinely only eating 800 calories a day and you are genuinely not lifting that heavy, then get a team of scientists and doctors together. Right. Because you could be, you could be making about to make anomaly a gazillion dollars overnight Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) with your magic DNA. Magic DNA to just gain all the muscle without any of the eating. (laughs) If anybody is listening and has gone through the process of building actual muscle, then you will know just how hard you have to work to do that. Particularly if you're a female with like normal kind of levels of testosterone, no advantages whatsoever. You will know how much dedication you have to have, not just to training, but to eating. Oh yeah. I think, I mean, primarily it's probably going to be eating, eating the food is, uh, yeah, it's got to be at least 50%, if not more of the bulking. You'll have to eat rice, probably a lot of it and pasta and more than one egg bananas, (laughs) frozen bananas dipped in dark chocolate (laughs) and maybe chocolate covered peanut butter cups. Oh yeah. I haven't had one in a while, but yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, I thought I thought bulking, you'd, you'd be all Well, because we had like the dark chocolate covered pretzels when we went camping the other weekend. Oh, and yeah. I you was moved gonna... on to other Trader Joe's dark chocolate covered things. <laughs> <laughs> the poor peanut butter cups have been left behind. Trader Joe's just needs to stop dipping all their snacks they, in dark Like chocolate. literally, I know. They're, they're now working their way down like the chip aisle because like the plantain oh, chips are now dipped in I'm dark I'm just chocolate. waiting till they like, get to something really weird like, like that cod dip. Right. Dark well, you know, they in, that, that new, um, we had <laughs> camping too, the smoked ahi. The sesame crusted mm-hmm. smoked ahi, like they're going to start putting dark chocolate on there. Like I would eat that. Smoke. Would you? Oh, yeah. Whew. I don't know about that. <laughs> that sounds pretty horrible. <laughs> uh, I used to eat some weird stuff when I was young. But anyway. Uh, if I you... think it's getting close to dinner time, too. Yeah. We're talking about starting to drool over weird food. <laughs> um, so, yeah, bulking. I mean, I don't even like the word, like, being bulky. Because yeah. I prefer, like, athletic. Yeah. I like... The term like muscle definition. Muscle definition is definitely better than toning. Toning is silly. Yeah, it's very silly. Don't think it exists. Um, And you know that all takes hard work, and part of the fun of achieving it is being able to feel proud of your hard work. Yeah. And you know what? I would take muscle definition, strength, which ultimately also means health into my more senior years. Strong bones. Yes. Less chance of osteoporosis. Those 70-year-old legs will be strong. <laughs> they may be saggy. of what they look like. But they'll if be strong. If you need strong. a knee lift, they'll still be strong. So if, if you are still kind of in that mindset or fearful of weights and bulking and stuff, then DM us. Reach out. I'll yeah. put your mind at ease. Like <laughs> We'll let you, you know may, how hard it is to do accidentally. Like, like You <laughs> may just find that you develop a true love for a sport that makes you feel freaking fantastic and that the next time you're on that plane and you've packed a little bit too much in your like (laughs) carry-on bag that you don't have to be that person that has to ask for help or maybe just maybe you could help somebody else lift their bag that is very satisfying by the way that Uh you mentioned that I, i love doing that on airplanes like i I often look for people to help put their bags in overhead bins because I feel so good that I can do it. (laughs) Muscles are not only useful, they're pretty darn beautiful too. They're pretty cool. Yep. 
So Agreed. go build them. Go build them. <laughs> Be proud of them. Love thy muscles. Eat some chocolate covered bananas and, and lift, lift some dumbbells more than three pounds. Yes. As ever, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, please share, tell your friends, tell your family. And if you like what you hear, give us a little rating so we can build this thing into something amazing and share our conversations with the whole wide world. And with that, episode five coming to a close. Thanks for listening.